Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. George Pickens has been the talk all week long for what happened after the Steelers went over the Tennessee Titans. But Merrill Hodge, a former Steeler and, and recently a Steelers scout, spoke about him on local radio, and it, it became the age-old question, can the Steelers win with a with a receiver who acts out in ways that get that attract national attention? We'll talk about that. We'll talk about uh, the Steelers coaching situation with Matt Canada and how it compares to other teams that are making midseason moves and looking forward to the Steelers Packers game all here on the North Shore Drive podcast from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. I'm your host, Bruce Carter. We got Brian Batko on today. Let's get into it. You are now listening to the North Shore Drive podcast. A show on all things Pittsburgh sports from the writers of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Hosted by Christopher Carter. Hello and welcome to the North Shore Drive podcast from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. I'm your host, Chris Carter. He's Brian Batko, our esteemed Steelers beat writer on the show. And as always, you can find the show on your favorite podcasting apps and on YouTube. Like this video if you enjoyed. Subscribe to this channel to get all of your daily content from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, as well as the Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and sometimes Saturday episodes of the North Shore Drive podcast. We'll be on with with, our, with an ESPN expert about the, about the Packers on Saturday, so stay tuned for that. But, Brian, the talk of the week has definitely been George Pickens, despite the Steelers being 5-3, and three, and despite them being in the playoff race, it's been about the actions of George Pickens, the demeanor of George Pickens uh, after Deontay Johnson's touchdown. We've talked about it all week long, and another former Steeler chimed in on this, Merrill Hodge, who recently worked for the Steelers as a scout this, pa- this past year, and he went on WDVE radio and said the following, quote, you point fingers and cast blame, but not one time did you look in the mirror. Not one time. And we're not going anywhere. We're not going to build championships with people like you, meaning George Pickens, and attitudes like that. We just won't. So you want to change that? Change that. If not, then we're going to have a problem going into the future. So obviously, Merrill Hodge throwing a, throwing a lot there. I, I'll say this. I, don't, I didn't see George Pickens point fingers. I think he just kind of just sulked on this on the sideline. But certainly the attitude of wide receivers is, uh, you know, kind of acting out uh, and uh, and posting things on social media that cause people to question things. That's not new to the Steelers, but it's also not new to other teams in the NFL. Brian, do you think this that George Pickens, his attitude or his demeanor is something that could ultimately cost the Steelers in the long run? Yeah, Chris, I mean, you're right. This we've talked so much about this. You talked about it on Monday with Ray. You talked about it on Wednesday with Shelby. Uh, shout out to her. Thanks for coming mm-hmm. on. But it, like the reason why I think it's it's going to continue to be a story until they make it not so. And Mike Tomlin didn't do that on Tuesday. I think all he did was kind of uh, you know give us more fodder to <laughs> chew on. George, when he spoke himself Wednesday after practice, I don't think did you know did George Pickens any favors with the way he handled it. And it's one of those things where, you know, what did Mike Tomlin call it? Silly. It's like, it means nothing 
but it could mean everything because when you have somebody like Merrill Hodge coming out and saying, kind of tying it to the overall culture of the team, the locker room, the organization, you know, those are heavy words. Those, those are weighty words. And as far as like pointing fingers, no, he didn't do that in this case, but I do think there is a recurring pattern with Pickens that I'll, I'll go back to last year, the Falcons kind of antics on the sideline, outburst, throw me the mm. ball, whatever he was saying with people trying to lip read. I went back and watched his comments on it the following week. And this was a rookie George Pickens. Now he's a second year George Pickens. Back then, he put the onus on others saying, it's whatever you want to paint it out to be, basically. I mean, it. it's kind of, I think the term gaslighting gets used a bit much, mm -hmm. but he is almost, he's not taking any accountability for it. And I think that's Hodge's overall point. And I would agree with him on that. You know, there was there was that last year with the Falcons game, another game that they were winning and he was showing his frustration. Um, some might view that as showing up Kenny Pickett. Others might say he's just competitive, fiery, wants the ball. There was the end of the Bengals game where they weren't going to come back and win, but he gets a late hit for diving in on Tyler Boyd, recovering an onside kick. He, like, the days after that game, didn't say, hey, I can't lose my mind like that. He said it didn't affect the outcome, so the coaches couldn't really say anything to me. Like, this is just a disturbing, frustrating pattern for me personally, my, just my view of it. And I I don't know if his teammates seem to mind. I don't know if I, – I tend to think, Chris, Mike Tomlin is saying more to him behind the scenes than he's letting on publicly. What did he say last year about Marcus Allen? I'm not going to give you guys your pound of flesh. So, in other words, you know, this isn't new for him to not publicly call out players. He didn't publicly call out Chooks for until he was asked specifically about mm. Chooks taking blame for acting out at the end of the Jaguars game. So, that's – Kind of status quo for Tomlin, but I just think you want to see a more mature, a more, you know, a, a more introspective George Pickens in these situations. Maybe that will come with time. He's 22, but it is a percolating distraction, maybe not necessarily in a bad way, but I'll just tell you, I mean, you're there in the locker room. It's like a sideshow now when he does come talk to reporters. Players are like smiling and snickering because he's like the, the, bad kid in the back of the class getting called up to the front of the room uh, to talk to the teacher. So, I, you know, I think it's got to change at some point. I don't know if you can't win with guys like that, but I think maybe it makes it harder. Here's here was George Pickens in the locker room and what he said when he was asked about what happened last Thursday. More involved in the game plan and how do you express that to coaches, Kenny, things like that? Uh, me personally, all I can keep keep doing is just keep working. To be honest, I can't really express it anymore. But uh, I can just keep working. That's it. George, are you upset? Oh uh, no. George, you responded with like you responded to some of the social media stuff by saying basically you people need help. Like, do you uh, are you upset? What would what you mean by the social media reaction? Uh, I don't really mix social media and football together, so. You did kind of hide all of the Steelers stuff from your profile. Just what what was behind doing that and then restoring it? Uh, just clearing out my page. So, I mean, uh, not really too crazy. It got nothing to do with the Steelers at all. George, what what can you do better, maybe to handle frustration or deal with with that side of it? Uh, like I said, all I can do is just keep working. Be personal. Are you frustrated after the game Thursday night? Uh, no, we got the victory. Uh, take out a touchdown. Uh, we just engineered the victory. That's all. I was happy. Anything. 
Because when this offense is firing on all cylinders, what does it look like? Uh, it's a real potent offense uh, when it's firing on all cylinders. Uh, hard to be stopped, for sure. If you had a chance to watch the tape, I know there was that one catch where you didn't get the second foot down. Just what can you do maybe next time to get those inbounds? Is that something that you could have done on the way after watching it back? Uh, no, I agree with you. So there was George Pickens there. And, and, and to your point, Brian, you know, when he's asked, what do you need to do in those situations? He's like, I just need to keep working. Like, he doesn't acknowledge the situation. And, you know, he, he didn't even say, yeah, I need to get my foot down and make a play he, for my quarterback and my it, offense. Like, it, what are we doing here? And and, and that, again, it, it, that is an issue when, when you look at that. Um, you know, and, and again, it, it's it's funny. Uh, you know, I was covered. I've been covered. You know, I cover Pitt and uh, Kanate Mumfield, Pitt's receiver. Uh, made a huge mistake in this in the Florida State game where he had an 82-yard touchdown set up right for him. He's at the one-yard line. Florida State defender punches the ball out, recovers it in the end zone. It's a touch. It turns a touchdown into a touchback in what could have given them a 7-0 lead, eventually a 14-0 lead with the next score that Pitt eventually got in that game. And this week, Kanate Mumfield was like, I was selfish. Like, I just thought touchdown, and I didn't think about – you know, cover, you know, double in trouble. Do you make sure I cover up all points of the football to protect it for my team? And I think he thanked his teammates for supporting him after that and not, you know, and not hammering him for it. And I, I think when you look at that, you want to see refreshing things like that. Now, where I will say with, with Merrill, Merrill Hodge, and I have a lot of respect for Merrill Hodge, watch his, the way he broke down Phil on ESPN for years inspired me to, to, to get into this kind of stuff. But I think that saying you can't win with a guy like that little it's not exactly true because Antonio Brown does have a Super Bowl with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers Odell Beckham Jr. was a huge part of the Rams winning Super Bowl and there's so many if you could you could point to so many receivers that had loud mouths and said a lot of crazy things who were part of championship teams over the years but still this is not the attitude that you want from George Pickens and you do want to see him mature from that moving forward if you are the Steelers yeah and I would you know I guess a counter to your point there would be at that stage in their careers AB and Odell were not number one receivers really on those teams they were more of role guys who I would probably say didn't <laughs> they didn't have the leeway to really say this is my team you better throw me the ball like that was that was earlier in their careers with you know their first teams essentially I, you know Pickens AB comparisons are weird I know you talked about it earlier in the week I, it's post-traumatic stress think- disorder it's not this this isn't the same thing as what as AB running up because AB also ran off the field the very next year after that Super Bowl like he was still the problematic superstar diva wide receiver when you when they won that Super Bowl yeah I mean I think if you're if you do want to draw any parallels you need to be responsible about it and compartmentalize and say it's not you know you don't you're not going to compare a guy to late stage AB who let's just be honest I mean He's done some horrible things away from the field too. Mm-hmm. Like that's just not a fair comparison to make to somebody like George Pickens, who, as far as we know, hasn't you know no transgressions away from football. Um, kind of keeps to himself for better or worse. But I do think like the era of AB when he started to really you know put it all together and become a force and cement himself as the best receiver in the league. That's when you did start to see some of the diva tendencies of putting self before team, knocking over water coolers, um, yelling at coaches on the sideline. And, you know, George hasn't really gone that far yet, as you know, from what we've seen. But that's where I just think you want to nip it in the bud. And Chase Claypool was, you know, early in his career. If you want to argue, you know, he's not as talented as George Pickens. I think we all know that. That's coming to to bear out now with the Dolphins. He, he can't even catch a pass anymore. But um, he was a star his rookie year. He was a mm-hmm. budding star. For this team and i thought his head got a little big as well 
And while I don't know that there was a ton of histrionics between the lines during games, I think he played hard and didn't play as well as Pickens once again, but I don't think that he ever really made waves that way. But, you know, he got in, he put his foot in his mouth occasionally when he talked yeah. to reporters. So that's another kind of through line I would draw. And that's why I say there's no perfect sort of, a, you know, Pickens is the next Claypool, Pickens is the next AB. He's, he's George Pickens, like it or not. A lot of good, and I'm seeing, you know, seeing a lot of bad too in some ways. And you just hope that Mike Tomlin is going to, uh, to find a way to nurture that rather than enable it to become a bigger distraction. I agree. It's going to be interesting to see how Mike Tomlin continues to handle it. He certainly played it off Tuesday, but like you said, I, I wouldn't doubt if he's saying things in the background that he's just not going to share with us. We got to talk to talk about some questions that you guys have submitted to the Accrisure Fan Advantage for the other side of the break here. But first, I want to remind you, this show is brought to you by Mike's Beer Bar. This amazing establishment I'm in right now. It's the best bar in all of Pittsburgh. Get to Mike's Beer Bar today. It's right on Federal Street, across the street from PNC Park. They have over 500 different available beers, 300 of those beers being local, or 300 of those beers being local, and 80 of those local beers being available on tap at any point in time. Right now, if you go, if you come in, you got to try out this amazing Friday flight that we have for you here in the North Shore Drive podcast. It starts with Allegheny City's Deutschtown Brown American Ale, six point one percent, light, easy, great for the fall. You can double that up with the Dancing Gnome, not always present, Kolsch beer, only a four point eight percenter, a one-two punch that's really good for your flight. We'll talk about two more beers on the other side of this, but again, they're switching out beers every week, so you get new options every single time you come to Mike's Beer Bar, the best bar in all of Pittsburgh, with over twenty televisions. You can watch any game you want, and you can come and also get amazing food like their steak on a snow that you can get your choice cut of steak presented to you on a stone that's heated and all you do is cut a piece off press it into the stone you can choose how well you want done every single bite of the steak that you're eating and that's at mike's beer bar the best bar in all of pittsburgh where i'm sitting right now as we record this this very show uh before they open now get to mike's beer bar today experience the best bar in pittsburgh when you get here tell them chris sent you We're back here in the North Shore Drive podcast for the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Chris Carter, Brian Batko coming at you here. It's time for the Accrisure Fan Advantage, where all season long, we take your questions here on the North Shore Drive podcast and, and ask them to, steal, to Steelers Insider here, Brian Batko, as well as myself, and give an in-depth conversation on your questions. And, and eventually, we also get to our opponent expert each week, which we will do so on Saturday here. Tune in every Friday before each Steelers game to get to get the questions answered, and every Saturday to, or the day before the game to get to get the opponent expert on the Steelers' upcoming team that they're playing. Visit accrisure.com slash vanadvantage for more information and to submit your questions today. Now, let's get to the, today's question that comes from Bobby B, who hit, hit up hit us up with this, with this question here, and he pointed out to Antonio Pierce, former NFL player, who became the interim head coach for the, for the Las Vegas Raiders after the Josh McDaniels firing and asking, would it be better to get coaches who played in the NFL who could resonate better with players in the NFL? instead of guys who didn't play in the NFL? And does that have any bearing on what coaching decisions to be made? He's not suggesting the Steelers should make a decision right now and change it right now, but he's asking as far as the overall uh, situation, is that something that teams should be looking at more? Brian, there are plenty of player, players who become coaches in the NFL, but there's also plenty of coaches out there that are in high regard that never set foot on an NFL field. Yeah, I mean, it's Bobby asked a you know pretty long and nuanced question. I told him we'd we'd boil it down a bit. So I mean, and he he makes a lot of good points there, and it it really kind of comes down to, I think there's the staleness factor which we've discussed before, um, not necessarily with Tomlin, maybe with Tomlin, but certainly 
with the Matt Canada offense. And I wrote about this a few years ago when Canada got promoted offensive coordinator. I believe he's one of uh, one of two in the NFL who did not even play college football. For what it's worth, Canada had a high school injury or else he, he probably would have. He was a good quarterback in high school in Indiana. But still, Bobby's overall point here is do players by and large relate better to leaders, coaches, coordinators who've been in their shoes, who can relate to them, who can um, you know, know what it's like to be in the NFL, all the pressure that comes along with it. And, and he also brought up, too, in a separate email to me, like there was this whole storyline of Antonio Pierce let the practice squad players on the sideline, which hasn't mm-hmm. always been the policy for the Raiders. And I actually talked to uh, Braden Fajoko about that in the Steelers locker room. He's been on active rosters and he's been on the practice squad both here and and elsewhere. And he said it's it's kind of up to individual teams. There's more that goes into that than you'd realize. It's not it's not like Josh McDaniels or any other head coach says practice squad guys don't matter. Go sit in the stands or go sit at home. It's more about you have ununiformed people on the sideline. You can get penalized for coming out onto the field. That actually happened to the Steelers uh, last year with, I think it was Terrell Edmonds and Marcus Allen were inactive. They ran on the field and got penalized for it. So Fajoko's point was, yes, that matters to players. Certainly you feel more invested in your team and your organization and the success as a practice squad dude. If you're, on the road with them. Some Steelers practice squad players actually do uh, get the privilege to travel. Um, not all of them. And a lot of them are on the sideline during the game, but it's, it's not, you know, it's not a super cut and dried issue. So again, it's a nuanced multi-layered discussion. I think the Antonio Pierce thing with the Raiders is cool. It's not all that unlike a few years ago when they promoted their special teams coach as the interim when John Gruden got fired mid-season amid controversy. Sometimes it's just a an interim coach has that juice. It brings a change of scenery for players. It can spark a downtrodden locker room. You know, as far as Matt Canada being someone who hasn't played in the NFL, I don't think you can base a coordinator decision off that, Chris. I mean, you got to go with somebody who has a bright mind for the game, who understands scheme, who understands X's and O's. And I think probably what can't be underrated in, in what we're maybe seeing right now has a good feel for play calling throughout a game. I, I think that's something that eludes Matt Canada sometimes. And, you know, maybe players aren't always going to click with you personality wise, but I don't think that's as big a deal as just being a mastermind of your craft. So, um, Hey, if you can find somebody who marries both of those things, somebody who played QB at a high level in the league for a long time and is also really good uh, drawing up plays and staying a step ahead of defensive coordinators, then that's great. But spoiler alert, that guy's probably not going to be on the market in 2024, lest he would already have a job. Yeah, no, I agree. It's it's not ex- exactly an easy thing to just go out and find. But I, I agree that there's an advantage to certainly having NFL experience and knowing the feel of, of, of a game. But there's also advantages to guys who, you know, focused on coaching for an entire career. It's a, it's a completely different profession. There's so many things that you have to account for. You know, I think Mike Tomlin, for all the things that he gets black for in the city, and there's certain things like, yeah, game time decisions. There's certain things I don't agree with, how, you know, how he handles certain things. You know, you know, as far as, you know, in-game, like, you know, how is he feeling out this situation? Sure, you can criticize him about that. But that guy might be the best manager of people in the NFL. Like, everyone's talking about how he's handling the George Pickens situation. I, I thought his comments on the George Pickens situation were exactly what you – let's not add flame to this. Let's just say, hey, 
I'll deal with these problems. I'll take a guy like that because that's what you got to do. And it's for, you know, for anyone that's like, oh, is he enabling or is he doing what he did with AB? He's the only coach that kept AB in line for about eight, eight years before his ninth year when AB started becoming an even bigger problem. Then eventually they were like, all right, let's trade him away and get some, get, get some draft capital back for him. Everywhere else, he lasted a year or less. And and I think that that's that that's part of Mike Tomlin's skill is that he knows how to manage players as as best as anyone does in the in the NFL. And that's part of it. It's managing players. It's understanding schemes. It's getting everyone online. It's managing coaches as well. And again, you could say a lot of there's a lot of legitimate criticisms out there about Mike Tomlin. But I think that when you look around the league, there's guys like him, uh, guys like Mike McDaniel didn't play in, in the NFL, but everyone's praising him right now because his offense is 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 soaring high. So there's a lot of good things that go into they go into that. I think Antonio Pierce, certainly he's an inspiring figure. I'd like to see the, the larger sample size of what happens with the Raiders because right now they're feeling good because they won a game with him as interim head coach. We'll see how that continues, though, because Jeff Saturday was a guy who looked inspiring for a minute there, and then the Colts got absolutely trounced, and he was, and, and, that didn't, and that didn't work out. And a funny thing about Antonio Pierce is, like, you know, all this talk of it's a fresh perspective for them, bringing new energy. I looked it up. He's 45. Mike Tomlin is what fifty one, so yeah. Yeah. Um, it's great, and he's in year seventeen. So it's just uh, it's just interesting to think about, and it is kind of part of the reason why I don't subscribe as much to the notion that Tomlin's message has gotten stale, and that I think he could have some very good days ahead of him, provided he upgrades his coaching staff, especially on the offensive side of the ball going forward. Absolutely. That was the Accusure Fan Advantage. The question from Bobby B. Submit your questions at Accusure.com slash fan advantage for more information. Uh, and also remember to check us out on Saturday when we talk about the Green Bay Packers with the Packers expert right here on the show. This show is also brought to you by Savinas Kane and Gallucci, the mesothelioma and asbestos lawyers with over 85 years of experience. Call them now for a free consultation at Savinas Kane and Gallucci. We're also brought to you by GameTime.co. We're buying tickets for your favorite events. Shouldn't be stressful. Game time is the fast and easy way to get tickets for any event near you right away. If, even if even if it's up to the last minute or even if you're running late for the event, you don't have tickets, Game Time is the app you can download right to your phone. Find those tickets, see what the view is from your seats, and also avoid any hidden fees. All fees are upfront when you're in the Game Time app. You know exactly what you're paying for. Just two taps of a button, and the tickets are yours. And they're so confident they're going to get you the best price for those tickets. They have a best price guarantee that can't be beat. If you find the, tick, the same tick, the tickets for the same event in the same section and row for less somewhere else, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code PITTPIT for $20. Off your first purchase, or go to the website gametime.co. Terms to this apply. Create an account, redeem code PITT pit for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Back here in the North Shore Drive podcast, Chris Carter, Brian Batko, bringing things down for you here on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Let's talk about their upcoming opponent here, Brian. They're playing the Packers. The Packers similarly have a quarterback that they're hoping develops into their franchise guy, hasn't exactly wowed throughout his whole process, but has had some impressive moments in Jordan Love. When you look at this upcoming matchup between Kenny Pickett and Jordan Love, what do you, who do you think it can bring the, the bigger plays to the table for either team this week? I think Kenny Pickett, and I think a lot of that is matchup-based. Yeah, I think it, a lot of it is matchup-based. I think Jordan Love can have some success over the middle of the field with his young tight ends. I'm a little bit concerned about the communication aspect of the Steelers' defense right now, missing Cole Holcomb. I don't know that it'll be a you know, a thorn in their side for the rest of the season, but I think first game without your green dot every down inside linebacker, there could be some rough patches. There could be some rocky moments, so keep an eye out 
for that. Maybe if you're a daily fantasy player or something, look into Luke Musgrave from the Packers. Seems like he's uh, mm. starting to click with Jordan Love a little bit. But um, here's why I think Kenny Pickett is going to have a better day. Number one, he doesn't have to face Alex Highsmith and TJ Watt. Now, I know the Packers have some game records, too, uh, on the edge, but I wouldn't put them in the same stratosphere as the potential defensive player of the year and a guy who's uh, right up there in the NFL leading pressures on the other side in Highsmith. And I think this Packers O-line is just not as good as it's been in recent years. I think they're going to have some trouble keeping Jordan Love clean. But even bigger um, you know, factor of, in this for me, I, I don't think other than Jair Alexander, the Packers secondary is going to have many answers for what the Steelers can present Offensively, I, I think Alexander can take away one of George Pickens or Deontay Johnson, depending on the on the play and how they deploy him. But I think who you know whoever's on the other side is going to have a mismatch, and I think Kenny Pickett is going to find that guy. Um, I would you know make the stress the point you know going back to our first segment, don't try to force feed George Pickens just to give the squeaky what's that phrase the squeaky wheel some the oil the grease. Grease, whatever. Don't try to grease the squeaky wheel necessarily. You got to <laughs> still take what the defense gives you. And if Jair Alexander is shadowing Pickens, that could be another tough day at the office for 14. And we'll see how he responds. But I, I just don't think that Deontay Johnson is going to meet a ton of resistance. I think he's going to be open all day. If that's the case, if you flip it, I think George Pickens is going to be a contested catch monster. Yet again, rack up some yak against the suspect Packers secondary as long as he doesn't call them a hope defense, I guess yeah. uh, he, he he could be in for a big day. So that that's why I think uh, Kenny Pickett actually might have the edge in this one, regardless of what you think of the two guys side by side and if you put them in different shoes. So with all that being said, are you picking the Steelers <clears throat> to win this week, Brian? I am picking the Steelers to win this week, Chris, and I'm going to uh, lose my mind momentarily here. Okay. And, and just project a – score wildly higher than anyone would have any uh, reason to believe between these two teams that are muddling along on offense for most of the season. I'm going to say Steelers 30, Packers 23. If the Steelers score 30 points, we are all going to wake up in a world Monday morning where down is up, uh, cats or dogs, <laughs> and you know who the heck knows what's going to be going on. Uh, maybe it'll be 90 degrees here in November in Pittsburgh, but I really do think they are going to have some success offensively uh, coming off a long week yet again we know Mike Tomlin's record is really good after a bye this isn't quite a bye but it's close to it after playing Thursday night football against the Titans and I think uh, you know coupling uh, you know their ability to move the ball through the air which clicked at times against the Titans and certainly the running game which got on track I think this could be their best offensive game of the season. I hear. Oh, that's a, that's a very bold prediction. I'm still. I'm saying the Steelers win. I'm still saying. I think it, it's a little bit higher than, but not maybe not as high as you had. I said I had 24-20 as far as as far as the game. Joe Barry's defense has caught in a lot of flack. Uh, um, you know he, he's the defensive coordinator for the Packers. You know he's not as hated as Matt Canada, but there's a lot of Packers fans that have a lot of problems with him, just like Steelers fans. Steelers fans have problems with Matt Canada, and they go up against each other. That's going to be a really funny matchup. Which Something's got to give. Something's got to give. There you go. The the movable object versus the totally stoppable force. Unless unless the Steelers just go full Ravens on us and drop eight <laughs> passes, and you know they stink it up, and Packers fans are still mad at their defensive coordinator you never know absolutely he's brian backo this is the pittsburgh post Gazette, and you've been listening to or watching the north shore drive podcast on youtube or 
on your favorite podcasting apps. Remember, we release this show Monday, Wednesday, Friday, sometimes Saturday. We do the Accuracy Fan Advantage there the day before a Steelers game. But you can get all of that at Post Gazette Sports, where we have daily content from all of our sports content producers, our writers. We have producers. We have everybody here on the staff giving you shows. Thanks again for tuning in to North Shore Drive Podcast. Tune in tomorrow, Saturday, for our Accuracy Fan Advantage talk with, an, with a Packers expert getting you ready for the big game. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the North Shore Drive podcast from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. If you watch this video on YouTube, please like the video and subscribe to our channel. For all the sports coverage from the Post-Gazette that we have to offer, visit post-gazette.com.